on this episode, episode 77 of the podcast, I'm going to talk about balls, flats, and board games. So uh, let's get into it. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another edition, another episode of the Luke Who's Talking Podcast with me, Luke. Video viewer, you look, it's all dark around here, but oh well, I probably need like another little, I don't know, something, I need a lot of things, I need a lot of things. Anyway, let's uh, get into the first little uh, little story for you. So uh, the other day I was out, <laughs> I was out in the yard uh, just collecting dog stuff and uh, I heard this bit of a, a crash noise, I thought, uh, what's, what's that all about then? What's that all about then? So I uh, I had a look and uh, sort of in between we've got the the fence and then there's a gap it might be one and a half meters and then we've got a shed and uh, so I started crashing into the shed so I had a look and there was a uh, there was a ball footy uh, in between the shed and the fence and the kid next door was like oh you're my ball oh right so I uh, went and got his ball gave it back to him. I'm yawning. Oh my! Went and gave the ball back to uh, back to the kid. Fine, no problem. Well, actually, he was like, "Oh, can you get me ball?" So, what? Retrieved his ball, gave it back to him. Fine, no problem. Then I hear this, uh, you know, the thud of boot on ball. Had a look, and the ball's pink, so it's quite easy to see. Anyway, I see this ball sky high. Then doof. It lands on the roof of the house next door. So <laughs> I'd give the, I gave the kid his ball back and he immediately torped it up in the air and clang landed on uh, on the garage. Like the neighbor's garage, his garage, their garage. And I was like, ah, right. So the kid was like, ah, oh, my ball, oh, it's on the roof. Oh. And I was like, well, I, you know, it was... <laughs> Classic sort of classic because you know it, it seems seems that if you you hit the ball over the fence or or whatever you retrieve it and then it immediately goes back over and that is pretty much exactly what happened. Kid kicked his ball over uh, my fence, gave it back to him, and then he kicks it onto the roof. So yeah, I don't know if it's still on there. Actually, I should go and have a look to see if the ball's still up on the uh, the roof or not. I'm not sure where it's at. It could still be on there. I don't know, actually. Be, uh, hmm. That'd be interesting to uh, see, to find out. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, I'm going to yawn. Let's go to the next story. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so this... Uh, right. So the other week, uh, I was out in the bicycle, and I was riding with a, a, a small... Oh, how many of us was there? Hmm... Five, might have been a dozen of us, including myself, and uh, we're going to go uh, do a do a ride to the old fish shop. Anyway, so we're hurting along the uh, the highway, and uh, somebody behind me is like, "Oh, your your tyres looking a bit bit dodgy." Anyway, so I pull up, and uh, yeah, I'd had a, a tyre uh, had a cut in it, and had a puncture. Anyway, so the, what what should happen because I have uh, tubeless tyres, right? What you do is in the tyre you put like uh, sealant in there. So if you get a puncture, the, the liquid, right, should seal it up. 
However, that didn't happen, and I later on found out why, but uh, that didn't happen at the time. So I'd never had a puncture before, and so I sort of didn't really know what I was doing yet, also knew what to do, because I think if you, like, let's say you you read a recipe on how to make a cake, and I say to you, make us a cake, right? You probably sort of know what to do, but because you haven't done it, you don't really know sort of what to do. Anyway, so I inflated my tyre and it was still leaking. So we found the hole and I've got like a plug thing now. I've not used a plug before, so I wasn't sure how hard to pull it, push it in the tyre and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, so somebody was there and they sort of like took over, right? So I thought, okay. And then uh, we sort of, you know, we, we got it fixed and then we rode on a little bit further and unbeknownst to, immediately unbeknownst to us at the time, uh, somebody who had stopped, you know, had a puncture as well, so they were changing their tyres, so only half of this sort of got going. Anyway, but my tyre, it wasn't completely sealed up properly, it was still leaking, so we pumped, went to pump it up with somebody's little pump, and I ended up breaking my valve, and it was just a complete disaster. Anyway, so I got back home, uh, fixed my tyre, this is the next day, fixed my tyre properly, and the reason why... I, it hadn't sealed is because the tire was it was pretty dry. Uh, it didn't really have any didn't have any sealant in it. And after like you got to change it or check it every sort of three, uh, well, four, five, sixish months. So anyway, so I got some more um, supplies and I, I fixed my tire. Anyway, so the next uh, next uh, couple of days I went and rode again because usually on Wednesdays I ride with. Uh, group of people and somebody there was like oh so i heard you had a puncture on sunday and so and so said you didn't know how to fix it oh and i was like well like i knew how to fix it i just hadn't fixed it before and um because i didn't have any um the tires were dry you know that wasn't helping the situation so i was like okay and then i think it was the day after that i saw the person who had told the other person that I didn't know how to fix a tyre, and they then began to explain to me how to repair a tyre. They're like, oh, it's a good tyre fix. Like, yeah, I got, got it fixed. And then they were like, explained how to fix a tyre, but it wasn't applicable to my situation because they, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, when you're changing, you're changing out your, your tube and whatever, or you do this. I'm like, that's great, but I don't have a tube in my tyre because it is tube-less. So... Yeah, that was an experience. But anyway, the tyre's been fixed. Well, I fixed the tyre and haven't had a problem since. So it's, it's yeah, it doesn't matter. It's fine. But uh, yeah, it's uh, really interesting. You know, I've sort of been unsure to do anyway. So somebody took over, fixed the problem, and then proceeded to tell people I didn't know how to, didn't know how to fix a puncture. Then explained to me how to fix a puncture, but it wasn't applicable really to some of the things I was saying weren't really applicable to my situation of tyre. So I thought that was interesting to say the least. Anyway, uh, let's get into uh let's get into the last story. We're whipping through these. Seems we're going quick. We're going quick. Anyway, let's get into the uh, the last story. So last week yeah, it'll be last week. When you hear this on Friday, this would have been last Friday. Uh, a friend of mine who I've talked about possibly here before on the podcast or like a, a, a lured 
allured, what's the word I'm after, alluded to them, I'm not sure. Anyway, they had a birthday party, it was there, they had a quarter-life crisis. Um, you know, so it was fine, went to a birthday. Now, at their party, another friend of mine was there, who is the earl, the squire of board games. I guess that is the, the king of Gamerooney. So we're playing some unusual, some different uh, board games. Well, not as, yeah, games. Uh, Mousetrap was also there, and it turns out Mousetrap is actually a bit of an awful game as well. Yeah. <laughs> Much like the movie Mouse Hunt. But, uh, yeah, Mousetrap. Couldn't really get it to trap the mouses. Mices. Anyway, now, my friend, he had this uh, detective game. Now, how it worked was everybody, you need, I think it was six players, and you have, uh, like, uh, there's a murderer, an accomplice, and then you have everybody else is like detectives, and then you have sort of the game master who's like the pathology, sort of, you know, the coroner type person. Anyway, so the murderer, the accomplice, and the detectives have, everybody has uh, four blue cards. So on the blue cards, there's like a murder weapon. They have four red cards, and there's on the red cards, there's like a key evidence. And then they have a card that they have to keep face down. And that either has, you know, murder, accomplice, or I suppose detective or whatever on, on the other side. Spoilers. I didn't get to see what that actually said. Um, so sort of the game master has everybody close their eyes and then the murderer and the accomplice reveal themselves to each other. And the murderer points out, you know, one of the murder weapons and they point out one of the pieces of key evidence. And then the game master sort of tries to give hints to everybody as to what the murder weapon and what the key evidence is sort of without pretty much saying oh yeah this is it and then everybody else has to sort of uh work as a team figure it out as to what the key evidence is what the murder weapon is and then who the murderer is like the the part of the accomplice is a bit uh i don't know pointless maybe i guess they're there to sort of try and deflect stuff from the murderer but anyway it's an interesting game a bit of fun and one good thing about it was is that I got to (laughs) use my magnificent uh, storytelling skills to come up with elaborate schemes as to who and how uh, and what the murder weapon was the key evidence and how it all came together like I think one of the, uh, I think in one instance, the murder weapon I think I, I decided upon was like a locked room, and the, I can't remember what the key evidence was. Oh, uh, a ring I think, and I was like, oh yeah, so the locked room, you know, was an office. Um, oh, and we we, not as it really mattered, but we we the game master told us that the the murder site was a supermarket. So I was like, oh, yeah, so uh, there was a scandal. Somebody was having an affair. They were locked in the manager's office. They were scraping and whatever at the door because they had um, injuries and uh, to their hands and whatever else. And I was like, oh, and the ring was like, oh, because they were middle-aged and they were married. It was a scandalous affair and whatever else. So I reckon whoever had the locked room and whoever had the ring in their set, they were the, <laughs> the murderer. Comical. Um... So I think everybody got a kick out of that. And then the person who put their theory um, 
out there next. It's like, oh, I mean, I don't know uh, what what to say after that. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, tough gig, tough gig. Anyway, so it was an interesting game, and um, yeah, I, it was. I can't remember what it was called, but I, uh, quite possibly uh, a favourite. I don't know. Just, I'm going to throw it out there, Cam. If you're out there listening, the squire of board games. It wasn't bad, that. It wasn't bad, that. Anyway, everybody, uh, let's wrap things up. Well, everybody, that is it for this episode of the podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. You can um, give me an email, Luke, who's talking pod at gmail.com, or of course, we're on Twitter's at L underscore who's talking. I'm back. I had a, had a week off the other week, of course. I was just sort of like, I felt like I didn't have anything to say. I was out of out of ideas. Um, also, a little bit with the video, uh, with the vlog as well, or the YouTube video, whatever you want to call it. I was I'm like, I'm out of ideas. Um, and that also, excuse me, may be the case for next week as well. So I don't know, I have to get out and make a video somewhere. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, everybody, uh, thanks for listening as always. If you liked it, thumbs up and all that jazz. And uh, I'll catch you all on the next podcast which will be episode 78 i mean we're getting we're getting sort of close-ish to 100 i mean it's still probably going to be like a year or something two years i don't know it's going to be a while before we get to 100 episodes but anyway thanks everybody for listening and uh thanks for watching if you watched as well and i'll uh, catch you later bye mm-hmm.